Hey guys, this is D. Williams with This Comics Life. This week I'm going to be talking about my natural reaction to gay guys, Kegels versus Kegels, and I tell the audience that I'm picturing them naked, which ends up having me tell them I have a small penis. All bombing harder than ever. Right here on This Comics Life, episode 3. Let's check it out. Once again on This Comics Live. Again, this is the podcast of the fledgling stand-up comedian, myself, D. Williams. <laughs> Going week by week uh, over my open mic recordings and critiquing it and giving you all the latest scoops on what it takes to be a stand-up comedian. And this episode is like no other. Well, it's probably like no other because it's the only... It's like the third episode, so... <laughs> but thank you once again guys for tuning in and sharing your time with me uh, i know it's very precious and there's a lot of podcasts out there that you could be listening to right now but i'm glad that you're listening to mine and please if you do like it definitely tell a friend because that's the only way this is going to get popular and that's the only way i'm going to get popular is if everybody tells a friend that this is the greatest show in the last oh i don't know 10 minutes <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said on the top of the show, this episode is one of my biggest bombs ever. And uh, if you thought the last two were uh, bombs, then you haven't seen anything or you haven't heard anything yet because this one gets absolutely no laughs. I take it back. It might get one laugh because there's so many people not laughing. <laughs> I think one person realizes, hey, this audience hasn't laughed in like five minutes. I'm going to now laugh because of that fact. <laughs> so I almost want to, and I've just thought about it right now, I'm going to heckle my own set just this moment. So uh, when we get into it, uh, I will definitely heckle myself throughout this whole set just because I want to make it a little bit more funny because it is so awful. But it is a good teaching moment. This is the episode to show everybody how hard you can bomb and how hard you need confidence or how much confidence you need in order to sell jokes and become funny. Because I think it's not material. A lot of times I've seen comics and I won't name names and I like them they're they're friends of mine and they're great people but sometimes they have the hackiest material but they sell it so well and say it with such determination and confidence that it goes over like gangbusters and if I were to do it with my weak uh, demeanor or just the way I personify myself on stage it was it would totally go over flatter than uh the walls and flatter than my sister at age twelve. 
<laughs> she was a late bloomer. I'm sorry to say. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about anything else. Oh, Muppets. Uh, why did I play Dr. John at the top of the show? Uh, because I just now realized that the Muppets and Dr. John, specifically uh, the Muppets being Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, that character is a complete and utter ripoff of Dr. John, the singer-songwriter from New Orleans. And I don't understand how he hasn't sued the fuck out of me- the Muppets or Disney, who now owns them now. But someone needs to be telling them, hey, they ripped you off hardcore. That Muppet, it is you. Dr. Teeth, hello. They just, they almost ripped off the name itself. I mean, they could have just called them Dr. Johnny. And, uh, you know, by the amount of uh, just rubbing it in his face. I hope they asked him for permission before they did it. Because if you listen to any Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem song, and you listen to a Dr. John song, it's literally verbatim almost the same. Yeah. Think about those words. Literally verbatim almost the same thing. (laughs) But I'm just saying, I wonder if... People like that, if if that's how you made it, I wonder if if he's just thought like, you know what, I could, you know, make a huff about this, but I could also just take it as a, a huge homage to how great I am and think that only the greatest people get turned into Muppets. See, if you think about it, he's almost going to be in the echelon of entertainers forever because only a few select musicians have been ripped off and turned into Muppets. Uh, let I don't know. Maybe Bella Lugosi from The Count, and maybe uh, <laughs> I have no idea where that went. But look it up, guys, and and write me and and let me know if you think the same thing that uh, Dr. Teeth, or do you even care? I doubt people care. (laughs) I doubt even Dr. John cares. Do you guys even know who Dr. John is? I wonder, I wonder if people have the same musical taste that I do. You know, I like playing these songs at the top of the show, and they obviously show my personality, and obviously they're a personality from 40 years ago. (laughs) But, I want to know if people like those types of songs or are people like, hey, hey, D, what's the deal? Why aren't you playing some Nicki Minaj? Why aren't you playing uh, T-Swift, bro? (laughs) I want to hear those jams at the top of the show. (laughs) That's what I want to hear in a comedy show or in a (laughs) stand-up open mic podcast. I want to hear some Britney Spears, (laughs) goddammit. But it would be nice to hear some feedback. And if you guys do want to write in and let me know that you are listening or that I need to be playing more uh, Megan Trainer, <laughs> then let me know at thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com or you can write me at Twitter on the D Stories. Yep, it is a funny, uh, kind of not real funny story of why I picked that name. But I tried to be a little bit original, and my friends always used to tell me that I was a storyteller. So 
I used to think, well, why not hone that or why not embrace that and just call myself a storyteller and storyteller obviously was taken. So stories was the next uh, best word. (laughs) And of course, the D being myself. So that's how it came to be. Uh, I notice a lot of other people from now, uh, if they're going to be a stand-up comedian, they always seem to be putting comedy or funny or some sort of uh, word that has to describe them in some way besides just their name. It has to be Funny Stevie or Comedy Joe. <laughs> and I understand, I guess, that's what you got to do. But I would assume a lot of people now don't do that. You could probably tell when they signed up on Twitter by what their Twitter handle is. That would be a good uh test. I wonder if you could turn that into a game by reading somebody's Twitter handle and then deciding when they actually signed up, like what year and maybe even what month. <laughs> if you wanted to get like a super double, you know, triple round, I don't know. It'd be fun. But I don't know if it'd be that fun. <laughs> I do like playing games. Games are definitely fun. I don't like losing to games. And what's even worse is when you lose to people that don't know how to play the game. I hate that more than ever. I mean, I will always lose graciously to a equally matched player. If I feel like this person is at the same level I'm at, I will have no qualms about losing to that gentleman or that lady, whatever it is. You know, uh, if they are at the same skill level as me, I will lay down the gauntlet, play a fair game, and if they beat me, I will say, I tip my cap to you, good sir or good madam. You played a good game. But if it was somebody that doesn't know the first thing about that game and they're just coming in half drunk going, what? How do we play this game? Just tell me how to go. Just tell me how... We play as we go along. Just don't give me all the rules at once. I'm not going to remember any of that shit. <laughs> just play. Let's, 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 let's go. Let's just go. Come on. I don't even want to play anymore. This is taking too long. You're like, oh, my God. Fucking A. That person, if that person wins, now I am pissed off. Because, one, they don't even care about winning. If they won... They would be like, woo, I won. If they lost, they'd be like, woo, I lost. Big whoop. It's not going to matter to them at all. And that's, but to me, it matters. Not a lot, but it just matters in the sense of who wants to lose and who wants to just go through life going, eh, I don't know how to play, but I'm going to win or lose. Who gives a shit? I don't, uh, I, I hate, I don't hate, but I fucking loathe. <laughs> people that just go through life and just kind of do that they just don't really put it all in but they somehow become successful nonetheless they just kind of phone it in and then suddenly end up being lucky and then they call that luck somehow skill in some weird random way i don't know what they do it's just their their personality just takes over and goes, well, of course I'm a winner. I always win. So they they take dumb luck as some sort of like uh, 
power that they hold and that they can just summon at any time and go, yep, I'm just going to be lucky in this moment and not give a shit, but still end up being the winner. That's me. And I envy them slash hate them at the same time. (laughs) And maybe I should probably take a sip and calm down. Life's too short to worry about dumb people. (laughs) The more you know. All right. So, should we get into the nuts and bolts of this gigantic bomb I call the third or fourth time? I don't know. I'm going to stop numbering my appearances because eventually I'm going to kind of combine a lot of these sets too. So... They won't necessarily be numbered anymore, but this is definitely one of my first sets uh, towards a lot of long, arduous figuring out of what is funny and what is not funny. And I quickly learned that none of of the stuff I said in this whole four minutes was funny, (laughs) except maybe one thing. And we'll get into that as soon as we hear it right now. All right, let's get it started with my utter failure. But I'm going to be heckling throughout this whole set, so don't worry. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. No problem. Uh, so I haven't done this a lot, but uh, this is probably my fourth or fifth time doing stand-up, and uh, I still get nervous a lot. Looks like it. And the problem with being nervous is that it comes with the shitty advice because uh, the most classic shitty advice for people that are nervous on stage is, well, just picture everybody in the audience naked and that'll just cure everything. (laughs) Well, the problem with that is is that my imagination is fucking awesome. Yeah, right. And picturing everybody naked now just sends my imagination into a tailspin because now I'm thinking... Why the fuck is everybody naked in this bar except me? Because we know how to get freaky. And why am I on stage telling these people jokes that are clearly laughing at other things besides me on stage? Yeah, I like your face. The other thing about picturing everybody naked is that they clearly don't know that open mics are huge sausage fashions. Yeah. And being in a sausage fest. That just makes it even more weird, because I have the smallest sausage ever. <laughs> you have a small dick. All right, let's move on to other things. Yeah, let's. You suck. I don't know what it is, but uh, for some weird reason, every time when I meet somebody in casual conversation that ends up being homosexual, I instinctually, for whatever reason, have to tell them that, I, that my brother is gay as well. And I don't know why I always have to out my brother. But for some reason, anytime when someone says, like, oh, yeah, you know, just was dating my boyfriend for a while and we ended up getting married from time to, you know, up in Sonoma, I was like, you know what? My brother sucks dick, too. And I don't know why I'm telling him this because my brother's not even gay. <laughs> and for some reason, I... I I just want to be cool with these gay people. I just want to know, like, 
that it's not just them that are, is telling me that they love sudden cock. Is that I also know a lot of other people that love sudden cock too. Yeah, like yourself, you suck. Uh, but, uh, what else? Uh, you suck. Uh, Get off the stage. You didn't even remember your bit. <laughs> I just totally lost all my train of thought. Uh, just stop. Just get off. I'll just, uh, I'll leave it with, uh... Just leave it alone. With, uh, with a little observation that I made, uh, once. Uh, isn't it weird, or... I, w- I would like to see a girl with the last name Cagle hmm. describe flexing her vagina as Cagle. Because mostly, I would think that most girls with the last name Cagle would probably say that they describe their vagina flexing skills as Kegels. And uh, if they were a woman that was a little person, I'd probably think that they would uh, describe flexing their vagina as keyboards. But probably not. Little people. You should have said midget. All right. Uh, I guess I will end it on that. Yeah, and about you know, time. It's the longest and, uh, four minutes of my life. No, don't give it up for him. He's a a shitty performer. He doesn't know what he's doing. And yes, that is me. Me, D. Williams. The person that bombed harder than ever. But that's okay, because this is a teachable moment. A very teachable moment on what amount of confidence you need to be on stage just to begin with. Because... I had no confidence going up on stage. This was a hard room. A lot of people were not getting laughs before me. So I just thought I was already going in thinking, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb. And what did I do? I bombed hard. (laughs) I mean, I might have gotten a couple chuckles, maybe a sympathy laugh here and there when I said that uh, I wanted to out my brother all the time, even though he's actually not gay, which is kind of true. That is a true story, because for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but instinctually, as soon as I hear that this person's telling me about his gay story, or just kind of just tells me in casual conversation that he is a homosexual, I just, for whatever reason, have to tell him, oh, I know somebody else that's gay too. That's so cool. And I don't know why. Because most of the people that I know aren't actually gay. I probably know way more people that aren't gay still that are compared to uh, gay people. But as soon as I meet one, I got to tell him that I have all these other friends that are also gay too. And that I'm cool because it's not just one person that I know. I know a lot of them. And I don't know why. I just, I think it's just because I want to have some sort of conversation with them. And I don't know what to bring up besides like, uh, yeah, other people that I know are gay too. What do you know about that? (laughs) But for whatever reason, it ends up just being somebody like a lot of times, you know, you'll just say things thinking like, oh, in the back of your mind, I'm never going to see this person again. So why not just 
make up a story that sounds kind of cool. That's believable. It's not like you're like saying, oh, I can fly, by the way. Oh, you're gay? I like to uh, have x-ray vision. <laughs> or I have x-ray vision. What do you know? <laughs> so it's stupid things like that that are like, okay, that's not a lie that can work. But a lie that also can work in a lot of instances is telling them that you have a gay brother when it's really no gay brother, when you maybe don't even have a brother. (laughs) But for some reason, you just say it because you just, in that moment, want to uh, seem like you're very knowledgeable of their, and very accepting of their lifestyle. Like, I don't not only accept you, but I know somebody personally, and I don't judge them whatsoever. It's like I'm so much better. Or, please, think that I'm cool and progressive and don't think that I'm a bigot at heart or anything like that. Don't think those types of things. Think that I'm nice. And it's all facade. I'm sorry. But initially, it's like I just want to fit in. I want to fit in so bad. (laughs) And then I end up saying things that aren't true. Because I want to fit in so much. That's the worst thing. Is that, you know, you end up running into these people a second or third time. And you didn't think you were going to run into this person ever again in your life. And what happens? You run into that person with your brother. And he goes, oh, hey, you just told me the last time we were talking to one another that your brother was gay. And now I'm going to bring it up for some stupid reason out of nowhere when you're coming out of a target because for some stupid cosmic reason, God put you in the same room together after you told this lie, not before. So it could be just not a lie to begin with and you could just meet the brother and meet him and it would just be a story that wasn't even made up. But for some reason you make it up and now as fate would have it, puts you in that room together. So now you got to extend the lie or tell your brother, hey, just go along with it. This guy thinks you're gay. And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? And you go, shut up. Now, you love sucking cock. This guy's coming over. Don't blow this for me. (laughs) Then your brother thinks that you're clearly insane and tells you, I'm leaving. (laughs) Of course, at the beginning of this set, it goes way into the nervous uh, joke premise of picturing these people naked and how stupid that phrase is. And of course, it doesn't go well, so I start tailspinning into this weird sausage fest improv, which later just falls apart even further and ends up having me tell the audience that I have a small dick, which is completely ludicrous because, of course, I don't have a small dick. I have a very large dick. (laughs) No, that's not true. I don't know. It's, I mean, maybe average. Who knows? I haven't had any uh, ladies say, oh, my God, what? Like, either way, you know, You, you don't want her to say, oh, my God, Because, oh my god, means it's either too small or too big. And you would think that one would trump the other. Clearly, the the big would be, like, better than the small. But 
in the end, you don't want them to say, oh, my God, either way. You just want them to look at it and go, hmm, yep, that's what I pictured. And that's going to get you laid more than ever is she looks at it and there's no, like, eye bulge or anything. It's just, yep, hmm, that's a penis. (laughs) Now let's get it on. (laughs) But... It is weird because sometimes I've done this a joke a few times and I don't want to like reiterate, but I, and I think I'll only start playing uh, bits that we haven't heard unless uh, I've perfected it. And I kind of want to show you the progression, but in between episodes, I do want to show you, you know, new material. So this is definitely a progression downwards, not upwards, but this idea of the audience naked and the audience in their underwear, it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't. It's not really, I don't know. I think it's going to go the way. I, I think it's going to kind of slowly fade out the more and more material I find. But this is definitely an early bit that kind of works but doesn't really work. And I'm kind of finding out that now. So then it goes into the the weird gay thing and then that kind of kind of works i clearly doesn't work as well as i wanted it to but then i go into this uh kegel versus kegel thing and this is just seriously just something that i was thinking earlier that night before i was going on stage and it was a girl that i knew at work her last name was straight up kegel and she would introduce herself as my name is this and deep down I was thinking to myself I wonder if she describes flexing her vagina as kegel just because she doesn't want it to be the same word as her last name and I'm just thinking this trying not to laugh while I'm shaking her hand and <laughs> and of course as I'm trying to smile You can tell she's probably thinking, this guy's fucking smiling because my last name is Kegel. God damn it. I should have told him it was Kegel or it wasn't even something at all. (laughs) I just go by my first name. That's it. (laughs) And for whatever reason, I want to see somebody that owns up to it, that just introduce herself as that is just, hi, my name is Stephanie Kegel. Yep. Just like the flexing of the vagina. (laughs) that's me i am not gonna say that it's something different i'm gonna own up to it just like my last name is the same thing as that yep i don't care whatsoever (laughs) i want to meet that lady and i want to shake her hand because she's probably got a bigger grip than me (laughs) anyway but if you can tell that was not the greatest set whatsoever and of course why would it be it's like my you know (laughs) i haven't even done this a a baker's dozen time but i will tell you the next episode will not be as bad there were a few laughs and i had a little bit more confidence and i will tell you that i ramp up the entertainment or the uh i would say energy or uh, confidence. It's kind of like I'm 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 
taking energy from this podcast and putting it on stage because the more and more I put uh, ideas into this podcast, the more and more I have material for the stage, which just definitely gives me more confidence too because the stronger I feel that a joke is going to hit, the the more veracity you put behind it. The more intention you have that this is going to hit, this is going to land, and this is going to be funny. And nine times out of ten, if you put that behind it, it does get people to laugh. Maybe it's not necessarily the joke itself. It's how you present it. I think it's definitely 90% how you present, 10% the material itself. Now, that's a big 10%. I will say that... 10% is huge, but if you can't deliver, if you can't say it without flubbing a line or something stupid or just forgetting how to word it all together, then I don't care what you are, you're going to fall flat on your face. It goes for any comic. I mean, just look at the best comic you could ever think of or just picture your most favorite comic and... If he doesn't have accuracy in the way he tells or she tells his joke, they're not doing anything. I mean, I would love to see them flub a joke and just how they recover. I just want to see one of the greats just just flub it right on the air and just go, well, that didn't work. Moving on. <laughs> because I should have definitely known how to do that. I think that's how I've... I. With these bombs, I'm I'm learning now how to react in the moment to these bombs because at first I was just just trugging along, just pushing through, thinking to myself, "Oh, I'll just just pretend that it doesn't exist, that they're not laughing, and just pretend that they are laughing, and just keep going on my stupid dumb jokes that aren't hitting whatsoever." And what do I do now? It's a little different. Now, if I don't hear them laugh for a good two minutes, I'll acknowledge that and go, wow, I am not funny tonight. What is not hitting? These guys are so not with me right now. (laughs) And usually, if you acknowledge that, some people will laugh because I think they're there for you. They're there trying to help you. But they're not going to just give it to you. They're not going to just laugh at things that just aren't funny. But if you put in your all and just try to make it that much funnier in the intention, I think they'll be with you that much more instead of just just simply going, oh, this person is just dying on stage and I'm not saving him whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not sending in a rife raft. I want to see this fucker die just like Jack did in the end of Titanic. Why did I mention that? Because I'm a very odd person (laughs) and I recently watched it on cable anyway I guess I should wrap it up this was definitely a teachable moment guys thank you for listening to what this show was hopefully you tune in next week because it will be better I guarantee you that uh, I go into a lot of other different things so tune in to hear those gems next week on This Comics Live with D. Williams. But until then, definitely tune in on iTunes and wherever you get uh, podcasts on your Android devices. And then write me, of course, on thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com. Definitely check me out on Twitter at D. 
T-H-E-D stories. That's T-H-E-D stories. All right, guys. Tune in next week, next Saturday, and definitely hit me up. If you want to see me live performing at one of these open mics, hit me up, and I will tell you where I'm going to be performing next week or whenever. Just, I will let you know. Just ask me, and I will tell you. All right, guys. Take it easy. Such a night. Such a night. Sweet confusion under the moonlight. Such a night. Mm-hmm. It's such a night. Got to steal away. The time seemed right. Baby, you had been mine. You had a glance. That this was my chance You came here with my best friend Jean